Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, before we get into our passage for the week, we want to announce an upcoming opportunity. Heritage Bible Church will be sponsoring a four-day marriage tune-up seminar beginning April 22nd for four consecutive Wednesday evenings from 6.30 to 7.30 at HBC in Boise. Dr. Tom Westall will be presenting 14 topics aimed to strengthening and protecting your marriage. I've said this before, but the best time to attend a seminar like this is when you don't yet need it. But there's something here for everyone, married or contemplating marriage, whether your marriage is cruising along or hitting some bumps in the road. And you are all invited to come and join us for all or any of those days beginning April 22nd at 630 at no charge. And we know it will be valuable. Well, for this week, we find ourselves finishing up Mark chapter 6. Right after the feeding of the 5,000 men and their families, the disciples piled into the boat yet again. But this time, Jesus told them to go on without him so that he could go pray alone. And this set the stage for another miraculous display of Jesus' divine authority over every aspect of creation. Have you ever found yourself face-to-face with the divine reality of Jesus' word and who he really is, and were still too dense to get it? Well, of course you have. We all have. And as we'll see in this passage, Jesus' disciples still didn't get it either. And that's just another demonstration of just how great he is and how comparatively small we are. And just how hard and unreceptive our hearts can be to what he offers us, even as we commit our lives to follow him. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, Take Courage, It Is I. They've been rowing all night. They've got to be exhausted. They aren't at their best. And Jesus comes to them. So we see that faith obeys. Faith leads you into trouble. You can do exactly what the Lord wants you to do, and you can get into great trouble. That leads us to this. Faith requires courage. Those guys knew the Sea of Galilee well. Most of them made their living there as fishermen. It wasn't at all outrageous for Jesus to suggest that they go ahead without Him across a corner of that huge lake. And Understandably, they, they probably hadn't wanted to leave Him behind, but... They didn't mind. Faith obeys. Now, we also know that it is a characteristic of that piece of real estate on earth that strong blasts of wind also often come down on the Sea of Galilee. It's 682 feet below sea level in what's called the Jordan Rift, the the deepest part on the uh, surface of the earth. And they were rowing west essentially getting nowhere, because usually when storms come from the west as it comes off the, sea of, or the Mediterranean Sea and makes its way to the Sea of Galilee. So um, they were doing what they knew to do, but they were in some nasty winds, 
rowing for six, seven, eight, or more hours and getting almost nowhere. Now, before we look at the details of this incident, I don't think it's at all a stretch to suggest to you that you can notice an analogy here for the reality of what it means to walk by faith in Jesus Christ. You realize we were told, Jesus made them get into the boat. Now, it doesn't mean that they were fighting Him and He whipped them to get them there, but they did what they were told. And now, having done what they were told by getting in the boat, they were working hard to finish the task that they'd been given. Row on over there, pick me up at Bethsaida, and we'll go on to Capernaum. Truth, true faith obeys Christ. That's the first point in our outline. Now, here we are, hours later, they are struggling severely, maybe not even knowing exactly where they were. Depends on how awful the storm was, if they could even make out the shoreline. But these men were there by the will of God. Now, they were up against something pretty scary, pretty dangerous. Uh, It was something that they would have avoided if they had had any warning that it was coming, but they didn't. They were sent there by the Lord and by obeying Him. And my friends, sometimes your life is like that. Just because you face hard circumstances... And just because you are suddenly thrown into something that you couldn't possibly have anticipated and something you didn't want, that does not mean you are out of the will of God. Not at all. In the, in the past week and a half in my life, I've talked with good Christian friends, love the Lord, walking with Him, and they've had to deal with losing a job unexpectedly, Severe illness, the death of parents, the death of friends, um, going through cancer treatments, dealing with wayward kids. You don't have to do anything wrong to face that. We live in a fallen world. And part of the point is that true faith obeys. True faith keeps obeying even when the going gets tough. And sometimes that true faith leads you right into the trouble. The disciples kept rowing. And I'm pretty sure that there was some praying going on too. Ah, but Jesus saw them straining at the oars. He knew what they were facing. He knows what you are facing. He knows exactly where you are, and He will provide for you in whatever manner He chooses, by whatever means He chooses. And we're told in the New Testament, not only that, He makes intercession for you all the time. What was He praying about up on the mountain? Well, I don't know for sure, but I know that He prayed up a storm that He had sent His guys into, and He was praying for them. We know that He prayed for them. He he says that in John 17. We know that He prayed for us in John 17. And we know that He continues to make intercession for us. So they kept rowing. We know that once before Jesus had rescued them from a storm in that same general area. But that time they had Jesus in the back of the boat. 
Remember, it got really bad, and Jesus was exhausted. He was soundly asleep, and they came and woke him up. And remember how spiritual they were there? Oh, oh Lord, we beseech thee in thy kind. No, they said, don't you care that we're perishing? That wasn't a shining moment for them. But Jesus rescued them anyway. Now, as if they weren't frightened enough by the storm, what happens next puts them over the top of anything they had ever felt by way of fear. Whatever else they thought was going to happen, I'm sure this wasn't what they expected. Verses 49 and 50. But when they saw Him walking on the sea, they supposed that it was a ghost. And they cried out. That's a word that means they shrieked and they screamed. Grown men used to that place. For they all saw Him and they were terrified. Ah, here's the good part. But immediately He spoke with them and said to them, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. That storm was scary. But they were absolutely terrified by seeing a man walking on the water next to them. Now, even though they had spent over three years full-time with Jesus by now, they still had tendencies toward lapses of faith. They had been, uh, had been through a huge day, probably hadn't slept a wink, uh, and now been rowing all night long, taking turns doing that. Uh, so immediately... Not their best theological moment. They succumbed to the myths that were common in that culture about spirits that prowl during the night and cause disaster. So they did what anybody would do. They shrieked. They, they, they screamed in fear. Ah, but what Jesus said to them is another one of those things that you can apply to yourself. It's here in the Scripture for our edification. Whenever you're in circumstances that frighten you, What's the message from your Lord? Take courage. The Greek word means to be brave. It's used six times in the New Testament. It's always used on occasions when Jesus is doing something for somebody that has a big problem. Aside from this one, it was used, uh, he said it to the man whose sins he forgave. Oh, he was headed for trouble when he started talking about Jesus forgiving his sins because... His spiritual leaders said, well, that would be blasphemy. Um, he said it to that woman whose bleeding problem that he healed. Take courage. Well, well, why? Because she was going to get in big trouble with the Pharisees. What's she doing being ceremonial, uh, ceremonially unclean, going around jostling people in a, in, a, in a crowd? They would have just harumphed over that and been really angry at her. He said it to a, a blind man whose sight he restored. He said it to the disciples before he left for the cross. He said it to the Apostle Paul as he promised him that he would survive to testify in Rome. So the pattern of using this word means you never need to remain in fear when you belong to the Lord. No matter what's going on around you. Take courage, he says. You can be brave. So I'm not a brave person. Well, none of us are in the right circumstances. Some may are maybe relatively more brave than others. Some of us are just too dumb to realize how much trouble we're in, so we look brave. That happens to me sometimes. But you can take courage. You can be brave. The next thing he says, 
Oh, you can apply this directly to you. It is I, he said, that's extremely significant. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.